It can feel like that sometimes. An empty bowl. We all have our own empty bowls. What we propose is the important thing is how you fill them. With cereal? With hope? With friendship? An empty bowl is really nothing but possibility. Hello, and welcome to The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm a cereal enthusiast. And my name is Dan Goubert, and I am a cereal sailor, both in like the Sailor Moon sense, as well as like the more traditional sailing, seafaring sense, especially because it's very windy where I am right now. I don't know if it's going to pick up on the audio track at all, but if it does, we can just say it's contributing to our, our, our nautical ambiance here. I love it. I love a cool breeze. We already have windswept noises built in, right? So we can mm-hmm. just add, it's just another layer of sonic pleasure. Um, what we ask of you is very little. We just would like you to relax and try to focus on this, this cereal. Give your brain a break. And we're just going to talk about cereal and, don't be troubled by this, the occasional breakfast adjacent food. Every <laughs> once in a while, we'll mention Pop-Tarts, but I don't let that disturb the stillness of your mind. Uh, I've been sleeping very poorly lately, and podcasts have been a great a great help to me. So I feel like this is my uh, the, the way I can pay the universe back cosmically. Um, and we hope that you, you get something out of it. We hope you enjoy yourself and are able to relax for a little bit. We're going to have news. There'll be reviews. And then we'll, we'll take some questions from you, our friends. If you would like to support the show, you can go to bowl.rest. And you can pledge anywhere from a buck to 10 bucks a month to help keep the show going. Half of that will go to a a shelter for people in my area experiencing homelessness. The other helps to keep Serialistly.net running. That's Dan's serial website, and it is a joy, a constant delight. Dan, what's first on your your news desk here? It's more of a news hammock I see that you've splayed (laughs) out here with with just uh, uh, various sheets of paper ready for you to pick up off the off the ground as you sip from your uh coconut mm-hmm. well it's a little bit tough this uh this this strong breeze is blowing all my papers around but i'll try and keep things straight uh, it's all right you don't even have to worry that much about it you know what i mean any any sheet of paper is a good 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 day well it's hard for me to need notes to to remember what's top of our docket today because it's a very very sure. exciting new cheerios flavor and that would be the upcoming frosted lemon cheerios and this, this just hits right. I mean, I haven't even tasted it yet, but it, it hits me right in the... I mean, even just hearing it. Yeah, it scratches a cerebral itch that of mine that has long re- requested, like, a sweet, citrusy cereal like this. I mean, obviously you've got tricks kind of carrying the entire citrusy cereal game on its back, but Cheerios has a way of doing these flavors a bit more subtly and a bit more genuinely. And I think that Frosted Lemon you know, as a combination of frosted Cheerios and this sweet lemon flavor is going to play extremely nicely. I think Cheerios is the most in their element, you know, oat crunch aside, 
when they are doing like very simple fruit flavors, stripped down cereal, not trying to have too many crazy components or anything, just embracing that really strong toasted oat base that is the best in the game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, any, yeah can't be anything me. you put on top of that is going to be gold. And considering that like sweet lemon, like lemon bar or lemon meringue uh, type flavor is a huge uh, blind spot in the cereal aisle right now, I think this one is going to do really nicely. And uh, the, the popularity of my tweet about it, is, I think, is further indication that this was a good move and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, this, this looks delicious. What a great way to balance that hearty oat flavor with the light, uh, the light fruit flavor. Delicious. Um, maybe a little less like absolute guaranteed slam dunk, but still very intriguing. Snoop, uh, his his cereal is real. I guess it's it's not a joke. It's a real thing. Yeah. So when we first heard about uh, Snoop Dogg's cereal line a few months ago, it was like really in this weird, uncanny valley of not knowing whether it was legit or not, just because there was a lot yes. of parts about it that seemed like not fully thought through or unfinished and then we just didn't hear about it for a long time and now it's coming to light just why that is so when we first heard about snoop dogg cereal it went by the name of snoop loops and apparently uh, snoop dogg and his team over at broadest foods are saying that they were kind of in a, a legal battle they didn't want to uh you know come out and say who was telling them not to use the snoop loops name but I think the common but. assumption is that Kellogg's probably thought it sounded too similar to Fruit Loops, which is kind of funny that they managed to stop Snoop Dogg from using something that only kind of sounds like Fruit Loops, but like those mischief big Fruit Loops managed to roll out with no real legal problems at all. So I don't really know what the deal was there, but uh, the, the Snoop Dogg cereal is back now under the simpler name of just Snoop Cereal. And uh, Broadest Foods is partnering with Post to actually produce three flavors of Snoop cereal. These are coming out in Cinnamon Toasties, Fruity Hoops, and Frosted Drizzlers. Uh, I like the, count, the, <laughs> the Z that is present in all these names. Um, yeah. And basically, these three flavors, they just kind of look like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, um, like a, a Fruit Loops with marshmallows and then a, a frosted mini wheats as well. And they have, I think my one pause on these is the, is the mascots on the boxes. If you, well, sorry, uh, P-A-U-S-E or P-A-W-S? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. Pause to make it more clear. Yes. Okay. The only P-A-W-Z. thing that gives me pause are the mascots on these boxes, which look really like clip arty to me. I don't understand why they wouldn't just put Snoop Dogg on the box. I feel like in a cereal aisle full of cartoon characters, if I just saw Snoop Dogg himself looking at me from a box, that would catch my eye more so than any, you know, pretty generic looking golden retriever, koala type creature or polar bear. Yeah. I mean, we have to assume it's weird. I think... If you try to narrow down the animal, I feel like it's two dogs and a polar bear. Which I don't necessarily understand where that fits in with our brand. I mean... They also have varying levels of detail. Um, one of the dogs has um, 
four fingers and a thumb and the polar bear just has a regular paw. I don't understand who these people are. I don't understand how they're gripping a spoon to begin with, let alone using it dexterously enough, but... Yeah, a very wildly varied size of spoon, too. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's accurate to the size of the respective creature, but... Sure. I don't know. I don't want to dunk on Snoop cereal too hard because I think uh, the cereal does exist for a good cause and profits will be used to address uh, the homelessness crisis. So I wish Snoop oh, Dogg well in his cereal endeavors, um, but maybe they'll get to put him on a box eventually. <laughs> I would just, just put Snoop on the box. That's, that's all we demand. Just put Snoop on the box. Now, this is interesting, Dan. Last week, I think it was, maybe before we talked about, that, or not last week, obviously, but last episode, we talked about the IHOP uh, pancake cereal, and it looks like there's another pancake cereal just waiting in the wings here. Yes, and this one takes pancake cereal very literally. This is from the Belgian Boys brand, uh, which, first of all, I'll note how interesting it is that Belgian Boys is a proudly woman-owned and woman-led company. Hmm. But this pancake cereal is billing itself as the viral trend brought to life. So I don't know if you remember when people on TikTok were just making a whole bunch of mini pancakes and putting them in a bowl with milk for whatever sogginess consequences that might have. And now the Belgian boys are capitalizing on that in the sort of the lag time that it takes to go from something that is popular months ago to an actual product on shelves uh, it looks like a refrigerated product that is just, uh, it contains four different packs of just spoon ready and delicious, they say, miniature pancakes. And I've only, we've only seen pictures of the box so far that a few people have sent in. And I, I'm not sure how this will work functionally, mm-hmm. let alone appetizingly, but mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, I guess. Interesting that they were able to also trademark pancake cereal as a name. Yeah, it looks, um, it looks, I will say, uh, I don't know what the experience of eating these would look like. I mean, it, 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 it doesn't seem like in the picture they've depicted a spoonful with syrup on it, which I don't, that seems odd. And I, if there's, they look kind of floppy still, like they look squishy. Well, I can't imagine they'd be crunchy if they're refrigerated yeah yeah there's no need for that i i don't know i'll try anything once um do you know are these at certain retailers or i'm not, i don't think i've ever seen this brand belgian boys uh so i don't know no i think it's just rolling out now i haven't spotted it yet so uh, yeah. i'll keep an eye keep out an though eye out. Yeah. and as warned we are going to briefly talk about pop tarts so please just try to remain calm there's, there's lots of great stuff in the Pop-Tarts line, and they can be just as relaxing as cereal if you give it a chance. Yeah, and I am very excited for this upcoming 2023 Pop-Tart flavor, which is Frosted Banana Bread Pop-Tarts. This seems like almost um, like a penance from Pop-Tarts, so to speak, because one of the most recent Pop-Tarts flavors they released was a banana cream pie Pop-Tart. And... My problem with those, you know, aside from them only coming in like a Walmart exclusive 16 count pack, was that that really like uber sweet banana flavor is not 
really what I'm looking for out of a banana flavored toaster pastry. I really want not that, you know, young and sprightly yellow banana flavor, but rather that that old and wizened browned banana bread sweetness that you can only get from, from something of that exact name. And from the looks of the, the dark brown filling on these frosted banana bread Pop-Tarts, we're going to get exactly that mm. very you know, nice and ripened and obviously thoroughly frosted uh, banana bread experience. And I even especially like how they didn't mess around with any kind of crazy sprinkles or squiggles on the icing here. It's just a straight-up matte sheet of white creamish frosting on top and yeah for me simplicity tends to be better in the pop-tart aisle as well uh, with my favorite pop-tart of all time being milk chocolate graham and uh, i'm not going to say this is going to taste similar but i think it's in the same stylistic vein of stripping back all the the frou-frou pop-tart additions or whatever and just focusing on what counts and that's presenting a, a unique and uh well-beloved dessert experience translated to portable uh, rectangular form. Um, yeah, it looks it looks delicious. I have high hopes. Now, we'll have to wait to find out how those taste, but what you don't have to wait for is uh, these following reviews. We've got some that are in the here and now. This is, I'll admit, my favorite portion of the show. I think Dan's one of our preeminent, if not the preeminent, serial critic. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what he thinks of, uh, about these cereals. I've tried a few, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear about it. This one, this first one, I'm especially excited. Our first, first two, I guess. I'm, I'm a big uh, Disney Parks person, um, so I was very excited for the 100th anniversary of the company. And um, they've got some cereals to sort of mark the occasion. I was curious what you thought about those, Dan. Yeah, so there's two of these Disney 100 Years of Wonder cereals we've got. Mickey Mouse Club confetti cake cereal, as well as a more straightforward, uh, fruity-flavored 100 Years of Wonder cereal. Did you try both of these then? I only tried, so I tried the, the what do you call it, Mickey Mouse Berry. I, I don't even know that there's a name on the box. No, it's not the not. Mickey Mouse Club one, it's the other one. Uh, just the other one, basically. Yeah, so that one, what I will say about both of these cereals is that they do what they say they're going to do very boldly and sharply, but not necessarily in a way that is extremely appealing. So for the fruity one, I will say that I really like that they actually made the pieces shaped like Mickey Mouse heads. I think the the pieces are very large and, you know, have an interesting mouthfeel that yeah. you don't usually get that kind of, you know, geometric innovation out of a licensed cereal like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but the flavor, it's just, it's just so sharp. Like, even more so than like a Fruity Pebbles, I feel like this blasts you with fake fruit flavor. And maybe like, I don't know how I would describe it more so than like, if you mixed tricks, Fruity Pebbles and Fruit Loops all together in one sort of uh, boisterous blender and had it come out. And That's a really good take. It, it, it will remind you of both of those at the same time. Mm -hmm plus like more and i think that the interesting cereal shape kind of hinders it because you're forced to kind of sit with that a bit longer than you are with fruity pebbles where you're just kind of mm -hmm. churning through the bite um i feel like it, it lingers in the mouth uh, a little bit too long for how powerful this flavor yeah, is it's intense it's like it ages your tongue several years just in every mouthful <laughs> or maybe like a hundred years even yeah <laughs> 
I don't know. It, I think the closest thing it reminds me of, I don't know if you remember that like Pokemon cereal that came out uh, a couple years sure. back that meant that intended itself to have like an electric fruit flavor almost to get the Pikachu element in there where it almost had like this sour sizzling puckering note that had a, like a more tactile sensation of, of fruity flavor blasting than, than actual just tasteability. And I think that's the case here too, where it doesn't, I don't, I don't love it, but I do respect it for, for how much oomph they put into it. And well, and it's not a, an exact carbon copy of another fruit cereal that I, at least not that I know of it's possible, but like I, I did appreciate that. At least it's trying to distinguish itself, but it, and it was, uh, I would also say a little bit better, like straight out of the box. Like, um, I, I, I liked it better that way than, than, than in a bowl with milk, but Mm -hmm. yeah. What about the other one? The Mickey mouse club? I think it's a similar case where they, they, they very accurately conveyed a confetti cake cereal flavor here. It's interesting, uh, how, you know, we talk a lot about birthday cake flavored cereals and, one of my common complaints is that I feel like they don't manage to capture the nuance of an actual birthday cake because, like, you know, there's so much more to it than, like, sugar and a little bit of vanilla. And surprisingly, this this Mickey Mouse Club confetti cake cereal manages to actually have, like, distinct notes of, like, butteriness, like, frosting and, like, mm. buttercreaminess, and, like, even, like, the taste of sprinkles, I feel like. But the wow. the catch is that I think I'm realizing that I just don't like birthday cake flavor at all. <laughs> so even though this is the most accurate birthday cake cereal ever, it just doesn't do it for me. I need something more than just cake flavor, I guess. If it had a little bit of chocolate in it, I would love that. But, I mean, I, I can just accept that this genre of cereal is not for me at all. So if you are looking for something that tastes like confetti cake, cupcakes, birthday cake, whatever... This is the the best the cereal aisle has done so far, definitely. Okay, well, that's that's praise if that's your your thing. Go for it. Um, another pairing here of cereals is these new Fruity Pebbles crunched lines. <laughs> A lot of strong consonant sounds at the end of cereal yeah. names today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they have Fruity Pebbles crunched. As well as Cocoa Pebbles crunched. Uh, I only tried the Fruity Pebbles one almost because. You know, I kind of knew what the foregone conclusion here was, which is that these are not nearly as good as normal Fruity Pebbles. So the gimmick here is that they have the same Fruity Pebbles flavor you know and love, but on a a larger, like, star-shaped puffed piece. And, you know, the consequence here, as you were kind of just talking about with the Disney cereal, is that you don't get to blow through the bowl and get that instant hit of dopamine with every like super flavorful mouthfeel. You actually have to take some time to chew the cereal and, you know, uh, start to sense those, those dampening notes of corniness that are in the base of this too. And it's just, it's not terrible. It still tastes like fruity pebbles, but why would you ever willingly downgrade your experience, especially with something as iconic as fruity pebbles, which is, known for having that that flavor uh, potency in every bite and you know that sogginess effect that actually treats it really well and i guess the only thing that i'll give the crunched variety is that it really is crunchy it's extremely crunchy and like loud as you eat it so i guess if that's what you're looking for <laughs> a sonic and tactile <laughs> Why experience 
Uh, but if you want actual Fruity Pebbles flavor, I would just stick with Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> okay. Um, is the is the fla- like flavor wise though pretty indistinguishable from from core Fruity Pebbles? It is when you first put it in your mouth, but after you chew it a couple times, that kind of fades away. And you know, mm, I'm sure mm-hmm. if normal Fruity Pebbles had more chewiness to it, you'd probably get the same experience. But those they seem deliberately built so that you don't ever get to that point and you finish them in like a chew or two. <laughs> They're not meant to linger. Yeah. Uh, there's a big glut of Malto meal releases recently, and this uh, next one, Cookie Dough Ruse. How how do these shake out? I will say with with these Cookie Dough Ruse, Malto meal has redeemed itself of the failure of Maple Bacon Donut from our last episode. Wow. Because whereas that one just was very very bad, and I couldn't imagine anyone eating a giant one pound brick of it, these Cookie Dough Ruse definitely surprised me. I. I think it's because they taste almost exactly like cookie crisp, but A, they have added marshmallows, which is something that I never would have thought cookie crisp needed, but I think it goes a long way here into, you know, you know, uh, diversifying each mouthful. And at the same time, I'm starting to realize that one of my key problems with cookie crisp is that the shape of it, um, I think... Again, as we were just talking about with the crunched, uh, having a bigger piece size with more of that uh, grainy innard gives it more airiness and more blandness as you have to work harder to chew through it. So having these cookie dough roux that are smaller, more spherical pieces uh, gives you less of that base grain flavor and more of the actual you know, rich, doughy, chocolatiness that you're there for in the first place. Mm. It's not quite like Reese's Puffs. It doesn't have like that, that rich powdery coating to it, but there is still a nice softness to the mouthfeel of this cereal too that I really enjoyed. So uh, cookie dough obviously and cookies don't have a strong presence in the cereal aisle either. So if you are the type to commit to a bag size this large, or you know, if you actually have other people living with you who eat cereal and don't have to, you know, sort of plot your way through a giant bag like I do, uh, this might be a good choice to mix up your daily routine. And I know that Malto Meal also has uh, basically a, a Cheerio Cinnamon Oat Crunch dupe out there that they just released. So I'm just going to go ahead and recommend that one without even trying it to anything but the maple bacon. Fair enough. Uh, lastly, uh, an, another Special K uh, varietal. This one is a Special K Protein Dark Chocolate Almond. Yeah, speaking of dupes, I feel thoroughly duped by this cereal. First of all, this is like an $8 box of cereal, which is insane to me because like even for a protein-enriched cereal, this was on the shelves right next to like those pure protein brand of cereals, which is not even a major brand like Kellogg's. So you'd think they'd be more expensive, but this Special K was even pricier than that one. And for what I paid for it, it is giving nothing in terms of the flavor department. The front of the box makes it look like you're actually getting some sort of like miniature chocolate nibs to give more of a creaminess and richness to this. But there is no such thing. The only chocolate flavor is the the little bit that has been brushed on the different flakes, uh, which are joined by a modest amount of almond slivers. Nothing crazy. But what that results in is a very dry, uh, you know, even in milk, still feels pretty dry cereal 
that is so chewy too. I think it's from all the, the protein that they packed into these flakes because I will give it that more so than a lot of cereals that claim to have a high protein value. This Special K does have a lot of protein per serving from you know, my limited knowledge of what a lot of protein is. But what that results in is a really less than ideal flake texture that you have to chew for a long time, long past the point when all the, you know, already modest chocolate flavor has been has been tasted away. So what you're left mm-hmm. with is a very chewy husk of a flake that is not enjoyable. And, you know, overall, the cereal was not <laughs> enjoyable. Sad to say. Um. I did try the uh, Special K Oat Crunch. Oh, see, I was debating between getting that one and this one, and I, well, I guess you can tell me whether I made the right choice, but it's hard to get worse than the protein. Uh, I mean, it's it's, you know, the it doesn't quite hit the the high levels of the Cheerios Oat Crunch, which is still wild, by the way, that to that that it's okay for another company just like just completely cop that whole oat crunch thing like they just fully called theirs oat crunch too it's, it's special k with granola i mean it's it's good <laughs> i'm not but i'm easy to it like i always feel like there's part of me that feels like that's cheating like if you in, introduce a flake with like a crunchy like granola e component right that's always gonna work mm-hmm. like blueberry morning all those like banana nut crunch all those like if you do like crunchy flake, that is always going to hit with me. That's always going to work on me. So it feels a little bit like a cheat in that, in that regard. But, uh, I, I enjoyed it for okay, sure. So I, like, I know that by the name, we were kind of mentally comparing it to Cheerios Oat Crunch, but the way the cereal sure. is actually, uh, formulated, it feels more like a dupe of like a honey bunches of oats. So how do you think it compares to straight up honey? Le- less honey flavor. Mm. I would say you don't get the honey flavor as much. Um, it's more of like a multi like from the from the granola uh end um so i don't think you get the the honey notes quite as much but um i like the texture of special k flakes a lot too mm. so that that helps as well i prefer it to the honey bunches of oats really hmm. i feel like the more time goes mm-hmm. on the more i feel like honey bunches of oats is just like one of the best cereals of all time it just it's really good perfection uh here's a question for you dan for our third segment here as long as, as long as I've got your attention. Uh, hey, Dan and Justin, my cat tried to steal a cheese it the other day. You both have kitty friends. Have you had issues with your cats trying to sne- take a sneaky bite of your cereal? Love your podcast and wish you the best. Elizabeth. See, I love this question because I'll take any excuse to talk about my cats at length. Uh, <laughs> why, don't, why don't you go first? Because I know you have a very shy cat, right? Or you have two um, cats. Now. Yeah, well, I have two cats. Yeah, um. Olive, my younger cat, will uh, she'll get up in the mix on anything. Um, we used to, <laughs> I used to have a really big cat, you know, CJ. She lived a good sixteen mm-hmm. years, and when I was a young, young guy, young, young, young buck in my thirties, <laughs> I would uh, routinely leave. Um, like after I finished the bowl, I would just leave it on the ground and leave the milk undrunk. Cindy and I used to, and she would just come and lap that up. And I used to call it yum cream. She would just <laughs> come along and like lap up the Aww. entire bowl. Uh, she, she was a, she was a big girl by the end of it, but she had a hell of a run. <laughs> so, wow. That's uh, the secret to, uh, to long lasting so, life for a cat, I guess. I mean, at least a, at least a pretty dank life. You get to lap up that, 
that's there. I learned recently though that cats can't taste sweet, so it is. It do, I don't wonder if my cats can appreciate cereal. Mm-hmm. But your cats of today, not as much into it. Oh, all of the little ones. She'll she prefers to knock it over if I can't. It like the, if she has the option to eat it or f- f- kind of screw it up for me. <laughs> And like not knock the entire thing over when I look away for a second, that will be the option that she will she will go for. Um and she may pick at it, but it's mainly about causing uh trouble for the humans. What about your cats? Are they serial fans? Yeah, so I have two cats. Uh I have one big black cat, uh named Wally, short for Walrus, of course. Uh he is not interested in any of the feeble machinations of humankind at all. So he just kind of, if it's not flavored like meat, he will not be interested at all. Although I guess he wasn't interested in the maple bacon donut one either. But (laughs) uh, my other cat, a big long-haired white cat named Boo Boo, who loves me more than life itself and is even sitting behind my laptop as we speak right now, he loves to get all up in my business and anything that I'm focused on. So if I am, you know, working on a serial review or something and have an open box, he will definitely... Uh, shove a curious head in there and uh, be quite the cute sight but I would say the only cereal that he seems like palpably almost like obsessively interested in weirdly enough is Raisin Bran if I have Raisin Bran around he is in there trying to steal some which is especially tragic because like (laughs) from my cursory google searching cats cannot have grapes or raisins it's very bad for them so don't let them have it so I feel very bad denying him. Yeah, we should just blanket statement. You probably shouldn't let your cats eat any probably cereal. Probably not. Yeah, it's a, it's probably a risky not. game. They need cat food. Yeah, but it is. It's so sad that I can't let him have this object of his affection. But he's always he's always mm. interested. I'll let him have a few sniffs. Maybe that'll satisfy him. But love him to death. Um, fantastic. If you wanna uh, ask us a question, uh, you can go to. Uh, mail at bowl.rest that is the email address mail at bowl.rest and you can send us an email and maybe we'll answer it on the show you never know thank you so much for joining us uh we really appreciate you being here and hanging out with us uh dan who else do we owe gratitude to today we'd like to thank chris zabriskie for our opening theme of the sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow bria davis for our amazing podcast branding as well as Samuel Rarden and M. Loper for designing our Empty Bowl merchandise. That is going to do it for this week. So until next time, for Dan Goubert, my name is Justin McElroy. And as always, don't forget forget to let your cat drink the yum cream. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting to say that one for the past five minutes. (laughs) 